Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome back to the Kaminsky Method After Show. We're going to be talking about episodes five and six. We're talking about taxes, cancer, and daughter. With that combo, you won't want to miss this discussion, so stick around right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Middle of the street. I feel like this... This is a huge family, and their house is always just open doors, people coming in, coming out. But it wouldn't be the Kaminsky Method without it, right? Two best friends that are basically family members. Welcome back, guys. We are here to discuss episodes five and six. And there was kind of a lot that went down. It was like a lot, but not at the same time, if that makes any sense at all. It does. That's how I feel about this series. Yeah, it is. It's like a lot, but we don't really, we just got to break it all down. But before we do, let's introduce our lovely panel. All the way to the left, I have got the beautiful Yasmin Tenrez. Hello, everybody. Excited to be back and breaking down episodes five and six. And you've got some special segments and news and gossip for us later. Cannot wait. And Mina Wahab, what's going on with the lovely red lipstick, if you're watching? (laughs) I feel like red lipstick goes with any outfit. I feel like sometimes it looks terrible on me, and I can't seem to pull it off. I feel like blonde people look the best in red lipstick. I feel like it's just like, it's like a big oomph. (laughs) You know, I'll have to try, I'll have to try it again. (laughs) Maybe I haven't given enough of a shot. But hey guys, Allie Nasta here, clearly not wearing red lipstick, not as cool as Mina. (laughs) Um, But let's get into talking about episodes five and six. Um, Overall thoughts. We kind of discussed a little bit how we feel, but any other specific things that popped out to you? I, um, I like, okay, I like how this is playing between Sandy and Lisa. Mm -hmm. I know Sandy is going through some things, but we don't actually know what Lisa is going through. Right. So I feel like she's, you know... (laughs) Being she's being as strong as possible. In the end of the day, he laid with her and just, just didn't call her for an entire week. Or oh, wait, yeah, it was a week. Yeah, um, and you know, I like that we're seeing a little bit of um, Mindy. She is definitely touching upon some vulnerable sides there, mm-hmm. taking over the the theater. But then she's kind of getting drunk amidst of it. So I was a little bit confused, like, what's going on? She has a lot of deep sorrows. Or is this an act? Is this part of it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like- um, but yeah, like, I, I, I feel like we're getting closer to the characters more and their vulnerabilities. I agree. I agree. It was fun to kind of see we're getting deeper into the issues and the rooted issues as to what's actually going on here. Mina, any thoughts before we dive in? Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to be negative here. Like, I'm, I do enjoy the show. It's right. just like, I'm trying to understand if I'm supposed to have some sort of mind blowing experience because of the expectation <laughs> that okay, this won a Golden Globe, Michael Douglas won, and I just, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm expecting some sort of like crazy like backflips and and fire spinning and all this stuff and and in the series and I'm not really getting that and I don't know if I have to just like manage my level of expectations or what it is but it's not a bad show I just don't think it's the most amazing show I've ever seen when it comes to comedy. Well, I'm wondering if, because we're breaking it down, you know, two episodes at a time, and so we're only watching two episodes at a time, but it's on Netflix because it's meant to be bingeable. And so I'm wondering if, if you sit, I mean, they're only 30-minute episodes, if you sit over the course of maybe two nights and you finish the series, you kind of take away, 
you know, the storyline, you have, you don't have to wait. And the things that we're waiting for and the roots that we're kind of waiting to grow and to lay down <laughs> for this family and these friends, we haven't gotten there yet. And I think that that's probably, you know, why it's on Netflix and not on any broadcast network is because we're supposed to binge it. And I think that's something that maybe, maybe after we do these recaps and we wanted to do that so we wouldn't blur things together and blur the lines together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is one of those things that maybe we should afterwards like binge it all the way through and see if it's a different experience right mm-hmm. um so no, i don't know i'm just kidding what i said no thanks but i'm, I'm totally <laughs> just kidding but no. are you no, we no, do no, like this I show do, i do genuinely like so alan arkin's character i love mm-hmm. i don't know what it is about his acting i always gravitate towards his portrayal because it feels very larry david-esque like mm-hmm. very real very raw very kind of like cynical here and there but there's still a heart so uh, the characters are likable. They have their own flaws and their characteristics that are unlikable. But overall, I feel like I can empathize with each of the characters. Definitely. Well, speaking of empathizing and jumping into crazy characters, we see Phoebe, you know, well, we're wondering where Phoebe went. She ran mm-hmm. away. Norman's trying to find her. But then he has these talks with um, his ex who's dead or his his, you know, not ex-wife that has now passed. And they're trying to figure out, like, where she might have gone, and he has to just kind of let this go. And then he ends up finding her in a bush somewhere, and she's she's OD'd again. And it, and this is the eighth time they're taking, him, taking her to rehab. And it's just so interesting to me, and I think this is something that we keep going back to every time, and it's like, where was the parenting eight years ago or like you know 10 years ago what happened and the fact that she's got a grandson that clearly isn't in the picture they said he was into Scientology you know what what went wrong with Norman and Eileen when they seem to be great standing normal individuals I have a big question mark for that as well I mean at first I'd be so traumatized to find my child in a bush and it's sad to just you know going through that dynamics and emotions again of like taking your 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 child to rehab and he's really given up on her but I also wonder as to why she's given up on life right and everything and him I guess so it works both ways yeah big question mark I don't know I mean I feel like we did get a little bit of context why she is like that uh, she mentioned it in episode two, where she she kind of comes, like, barging into the funeral home and, all, like, later on saying things like, oh, like... Her mom didn't mom, want her, Mom basically. wasn't really there for me. Like, she felt abandoned. So I feel like we're seeing two... We're not really seeing her side of the story. We're seeing a little bit of it. We're just kind of seeing the results of something that went unresolved in her past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of something that we're seeing more and more with Norman and Sandy and to see how surface level they are and they're more worried about their friendship and how they're going to be in their careers and what's going to happen for them than it seems like they're worried for anybody else. And I think that Sandy, these real revelations he's having, you know, with his relationship with Mindy going into some topics we're going to lead to in a second, I think that he's finally realizing, like, he has had her all along, and, like, what has he been doing? And he's really been kind of messing up. And I, it's just kind of crazy to think that they're this far in their lives, and they're kind of just now realizing what could have gone wrong or what did go wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, now that we've seen as well in these two episodes how big of an empire Norman has of his agency, everything that he's had to run from the ground up, probably, 
Eileen also being a, this classy, successful woman. I just, yeah, I, I agree. I think there must have been this dynamic of them just being solely dedicated to all these other people, you know, securing jobs for them as actors, um, like Sandy and others. And then, yeah, building an empire up and the daughter has been neglected in some form. So I'm dying to see, in a sense, the other side, the reasons behind it. And yeah, her detriments. Definitely. Well, before we get into the next topic, Mina, would you take us through what kind of actresses we have here at AfterBuzz TV? Yeah, um, I just want to, before I get into that, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have helped us become the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow, we could definitely use your help. So if you're on YouTube right now, hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. It's really important that you do that. And if you're on iTunes listening to us, please, please, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. We love interacting with you guys, and we kind of consider you our extended family. You're the audience, but you're also here on the panel with us, um, contributing your thoughts. So being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Yes. We love you guys so much. Thank you for letting us be here every week and letting us talk about our favorite shows and kind of getting to deep dive into the crazy thoughts that we have and get to share them with you. We're so appreciative. Um, Moving on over into Sandy's world. So Sandy is just a huge mess. I mean, we're kind of learning that he's dropped the ball on his taxes with with the school. He is now kind of semi-has cancer, but not really. And then also he has a huge relationship issue. It seems that he doesn't really know how to be close to anybody. And you're seeing this with Lisa right here. And it's like he's trying and he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's clearly not. And that kind of seems like the give and take that what he's had with Mindy. And I think that's kind of... He cares, and he thinks he cares, and he thinks he's giving an extended arm, but he's really not. Mm. I just also feel like because, I mean, Mindy is his daughter. He's It's that unconditional love, that kind of a relationship. He knows he can always rely on her, and she's always been there for him because she's probably seen what a mess he's been and what kind of women he's been with and everything. So she knows she's had to put that adult hat on very early onwards. Whereas the relationship that he has with Lisa, because it's still a new relationship that's still developed, that's still being, let's say, watered on to, to grow and flourish. He obviously doesn't know how to handle it properly because she is such a proper woman, but also because his best friend ultimately is going through loss. And so who is he going to choose? Somebody that he's known all of his life, who provides him with jobs, helps him out, is always there for him as well, has always been there for him, and has got is going through this terrible loss. Or this woman that he's now like met who is really great and she's so supportive and there for him. But he's not thinking of her so much because of what's going on with his best friend. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely in a mess. Um, And and on top of that, that added layer of taxes. It's like, how can you for so many years neglect that or not even mention it? That is legitimately, I think, one of my biggest nightmares because I'm so OCD and organized in that kind of aspect of my life that when I heard that, I was like, what in the world? That's crazy. And it's also interesting to think that, like, he didn't – think to obviously Mindy's there to help with everything else why wouldn't he take that one extra level of being like hey can you manage this for me you know but it just seems it just kind of goes with the disorganization in his life and what he's going through Mm -hmm. and what he's been going through for the past like 50 years what seems like I also think like as a man like 
it's harder for him to communicate his needs in the same way you can if you're a woman just because of the stigma associated with needing help it's kind of like the whole like men never ask for directions they'll just like get lost for an hour instead of asking so i kind of feel like well, for they'll him, say they never lose direction anyways. <laughs> for him to like not ask her to do his taxes like i understand where that's coming from because he needs to just be an adult and do that Right. And, well, luckily, you know, he does go to his friend to kind of figure out if he's going to help. Um, At first, he doesn't want to take the money because he doesn't want to kind of, he doesn't want to just have a handout. But he ends up taking the money in order to pay the taxes on the school and everything. I want to ask you guys something. When Mindy took the check and started running and, like, sped to the IRS, did you think she was, like, stealing the money? (laughs) For a second, I was like, wait, is she, like, stealing the money or is she actually taking it to the IRS? Because... Here, Sandy's talking about all these wonderful things about her. But I was like, is she, like, pulling a fast one on him? Did you guys get that vibe? Or was I just, like, totally off on that one? I didn't see. I didn't I'm, interpret it that way. I don't know, though. That's yeah. really funny, though. Yeah. I was like, really what funny. is she doing? She's, like, speeding it. Because, like, it, to me, it didn't seem like, like, okay, yeah, if you take it that day, it was going to be resolved. But it was, like, as if they needed to get it there. Like, did I miss something? Did it need to get there in, like, five minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm confused. But yeah. <laughs> I was I was pretty confused and I was I just thought maybe she was taking the money and going to cash it because he endorsed it yeah so I thought that he was going she was just gonna go cash it and be like deuces dad and I thought that was gonna be interesting. like all that effort in her life leading up to that one moment yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> um which does lead her to you know being able to finally call the school her own which mm-hmm. is I think a turning point in their relationship too because I think for a while she's never felt appreciated by her father and she's never felt that like warranted you're doing a, a good job kiddo but I think this was kind of finally her validation of that. Did you guys feel that at all? To take over the theater mm-hmm. in that brief moment? I don't know, because she starts drinking in the middle of the whole thing. And, like, getting rid of all her sorrows and going back to a story that I don't... I'm not sure if it really happened or not. It sounds like it did. Mm-hmm. Where she's saying, oh, my, my dad was with this girlfriend who was on drugs and just, like, that was just the story of my life and she spilled this all over me. It was just, like, as if that she was reliving a traumatic experience yeah. and just letting it all out. I just thought it was hilarious. Again, the students just making... Not making a joke out of it, but being like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, she's doing a scene. And it's like, <laughs> is she doing a scene? Right. <laughs> It's so true. Like, is she doing a scene or is this just her life? Is this her breaking point right now, you know, where she's just like, my dad does not appreciate me and look at what I'm doing right now for him. Hopefully he does after this. I feel like that scene was so reminiscent of when Alan Arkin came into episode two and he was just like, you know, my my story is not your story to to milk. Like, this is happening to me. And, like, he just goes into this long rant and he gets a standing ovation. And I died in that scene. So I, I love whenever the students are involved. Those are always my favorite scenes in Kaminsky Method. I think, if anything... That's the most comedic part of Kaminsky Method is when they're so serious into their craft. Yeah, I agree. And I think it is fun to kind of see, you know, his reaction towards certain students because he clearly, you know, he was really down this episode trying to figure out and balance, like, am I actually doing something that's worth anything? And especially because Norman's there being like, what are you, a teacher of what? Like, you don't you don't have anything to show for it. And I think it was interesting because I felt like he even got a sense of validation when he saw that student kind of really 
power through and, and show him kind of what she had. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. All very interesting. It's all very, it's very deep, too. Mm-hmm. I find it very more, like, moving and deep than any, like, comedic at the same time, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that takes us to, I guess, just, like, the relationship between Sandy and Lisa. Do you guys think that this is going to be something long-term? Like, obviously, she, I feel like she keeps putting up with a lot, and he keeps messing up time and time again, when is when is it going to be enough, you know? It's going to be one of those things where there's a break and then reconciliation and then change and then back together. I feel like it's one of those. Yeah. I don't think she's not going to be in his life. I just see it as... I just think that they're matched really well, despite his shortcomings. It's such a work in progress, because it's just, again, like, he's not really knowing how to maneuver her as a woman, because she seems to be a very different type of woman that he is with. And at this stage of his life, obviously, everybody is more adult, wiser, older, knows what they want. And I thought it was a nice and kind gesture for him to, like, bring her flowers, to try and make that effort, and then sit down and talk with her. And of course, okay, yes, he did kind of selfishly not selfishly but did bring forth with clarity as to why he's having these sentiments and saying you know with the death of Eileen and then him having this near scare of having prostate cancer it's really making him realize that he doesn't really want to be alone and that she is such a great woman and how great of a woman she is because she's been there for him every step of the way from like the hospital the funeral and things like that that are going on right now that Mm -hmm. are very like heavy in his life um And, but yeah, I mean, again, like he messed up, he messed up and he knows he messed up after not having called her. I loved how she said, you know, just check in. Even if it was just a, hey, how are you? Fine, just check in, but not saying anything for one week. That leaves women, of course, being like, well, I've just let you into my pearly gates and you just ran away. What happened? Did you fall off the cloud or something and it's like yeah he has to learn he has to learn how to court her and I just think the relationship is going to develop but it's going to be slow she's going to obviously make it a little bit difficult for him to uh be uh, uh, what's it called forgiven for and you had made you had mentioned this earlier um in our show today that you know we don't know what's really going on in her world and what she's going through. And, like, obviously she did that fake kind of monologue on their first date. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like there could be some sort of truth to that. We don't really know her backstory that well. We don't really know the struggles and trials and tribulations. Obviously her son is acting out because of things that he's seen in his past. So, like, maybe the, the, the scripts will flip and finally maybe we'll get to know a little bit about her past and then finally he can be, Sandy can be there for her. But I mean, it just, hopefully that gets to happen. Hopefully she gets a word in edgewise. But mm-hmm. I definitely think they, they have some sort of longevity in that relationship. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully. Well, I think that kind of wraps up these two episodes. What I would love to do is for Yasmin to take away some news and gossip. Ooh, okay, we're going to get into some news and gossip. We we do know that Kaminsky Method did very well at the Golden Globes, and they were nominated at the SAG Awards, and it was both Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin who were part of the category of Best Performance by a Male Actor in a comedy series but they didn't take it away home this time <laughs> it was Tony Shalhoub who did win it but he did dedicate his award to Alan Arkin so we've got a little video here to show you of his heartfelt speech towards Alan Arkin then I, uh, I, I just want to start by saying that I the greatest honor of my life 
is to be nominated in the same category with Alan Arkin. Who... <laughs> it's like sad. Who has long been an idol of mine, and um, I'm happy to to uh, say that uh, a friend. But I think he was the reason I wanted to become an actor in the first place. So wow. So pow, there that you go. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why he wanted to become an actor. That's like really heartfelt. And he also follows up saying, yeah, I'm happy to be his, say he's a friend. He, yeah, he's the reason I wanted to be an actor. And just thank the incredible cast and crew from his show. So I thought that was very nice, very humble definitely. of him. It was definitely very heartfelt, and he did not expect to win. No, and for that to be his like 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 speech on one year winning, that's crazy. Yeah, and amazing at the same time. Um, and I guess it is cool to finally like get to thank your idol. And I mean, to it's crazy to think that you could beat out your idol in one one of those situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the student has cool. become the master. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's actually, that's, that's great, Vita, um, especially with, like, schooling and stuff. Um, well, moving on to our last topic, we would like to get into some special segments of awkward auditions. Oh, this is juicy. All right, so um, I grew up on Disney. I don't know if you guys grew up on Disney as well, but one of my favorite shows was Lizzie McGuire. Same. And back in the day on Disney Channel, uh, they had this very iconic thing where they would have to draw the Mickey Mouse ears, and here is the Audition or the outtakes from Hilary Duff's Disney Mouse Drawing Days. Oh. You're watching Disney Channel. I love this show so much. <laughs> this I is, love her smile. She's so cute, but there's just something about this that is one of the most cringeworthy, awkward outtakes. You I just have know, to hey, do it I'm again, Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and again. And you're watching Disney and again. Channel. I don't know why I don't find it awkward. But she's you awkward. just have to do it like twenty <laughs> times, and <laughs> like she just seems like, what is this? Hey, I'm Hilary Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and you're watching Disney Channel. Is she actually enjoying this? I feel it, like she, she looks, looks very bored. She looks so <laughs> miserable right now, and she's like, "What do you want me to do?" Okay. Hey, I'm Hilary Duff from Lizzie McGuire and Cadet Kelly, and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> oh, this is. It makes so awkward. It makes, it makes me, me cringe. cringe. Yeah. I can't even. I can't look at it because she's so cute and great. But I feel oh, like man. when you go into an audition, they'll have you do the same line a million different ways, and those ways are virtually indistinguishable from yeah. one another. They're so similar and very nuanced differences, and you're just like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, and that's, I feel like she kind of had that look. Like, well, what's going on here? Why, yeah. Like, how many? Old, like, how many takes? How many can takes I do? do I need to do to have the perfect with Disney the drawing and everything? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, so awkward. Cute, but yeah, awkward. Well, thank you, Mina, for bringing us that. Um, I love our special segments every week. They're super fun. I can't believe we only have one week left, guys. We've got episode seven and eight, and then we are wrapped until season two. But until then, let's oh, get God, into yeah. some predictions. Oh, yeah. God, I can't believe okay. we're nearing the end. I know. I was hoping we are going to see more of the character and the story the development. development. Like, right. what is the depth of it? I'm still not understanding. <laughs> I have so many questions. Same. I hope seven and eight will give us a a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't is there gonna be a season two? Yeah. Yes. It was confirmed. Yes. We announced what, it last week. What is gonna happen? I'm so confused. Well I mean look, I mean look what's happened in these six episodes and there's only two more left. Mm -hmm. I think there's still a lot more that needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm wondering if we're gonna get into the story of Phoebe mm -hmm. and and sort of what we were talking about, why they are 
there's just separation between them and the development between Lisa and Sandy. I do think they're going to end up together by the end of it. I think my prediction is that, you know, they spent their whole lives kind of chasing the career and chasing something that they they thought they wanted. And I think maybe this is kind of a show talking about the second to last stage or whatever you want to call it in your life where you kind of got to figure stuff out and you've got to make the best of whatever you have left. And I feel like that's kind of what they're going through right now. And so I think that this is going to be kind of a dip, dipping the toe into mending all the issues that they have going on in their life, really being there for their kids. And I think they're going to kind of learn that as season two progresses. That's mm-hmm. my prediction for like how they're going to wrap it up and then lead us into season two. Yeah. yeah. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. And for those of you that binged, you're lucky because you know exactly what has been going on this whole time. Um, but until next week, where can they find you on social media, Yasmin? I'm on all social media at Yasmin Tamrez and my website as well is yasmintamrez.com. Mina. Hey everyone, I'm Mina. You can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. You can also go to my website, minawahab.com. And hey guys, Ali Nasty here. Find me on social media at Ali Girl. And of course, follow After Buzz TV on all social media platforms. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.